This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tremendous football Thursday here. Nick Ken and you on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next couple hours here as we are each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Great first hour of the show talking NFL awards. Uh, updated everyone on the quarterback news as well here on this Thursday. Daniel Jones still not cleared for contact. Deshaun Watson practicing today for the Cleveland Browns. Jimmy Garoppolo out for the Raiders. And Justin Fields once again does not practice. Uh, if any other quarterback news comes in, we will have obviously bring it to you here on this Thursday. We got a certified banger of the next three hours coming your way here on the show. Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and BetSperts will stop by in 20 minutes, giving us all his favorite prop bets for Week 7 in the NFL. Steve Berline, analyst for CBS Sports, both on the NFL and college side, former NFL quarterback Steve Berline, joins us an hour from now. Can't wait to chat the National Football League with Steve Berline. Our friend Joey Kanish coming up next hour as well. Evan Silva joins us in the Power Hour uh, to talk Week 7 in the NFL and all our bets, obviously, for tonight coming up as we move along including side total of props for the Jaguars and the Saints on Thursday Night Football but joining us right now to kick off our number two on this tremendous football Thursday is our good friend Adam Chernoff. Churn is the host of the Simple Handicap Podcast which is a badass NFL betting podcast that we urge our listeners and viewers to check out. Adam has been coming on our show since 2019 literally and supporting us so support Adam and check out his podcast The Simple Handicap and make sure you download the Right Angle Sports app the RAS app a free download features insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything that happens in the NFL. Churn welcome back to the show Nick and Ken happy week seven. Happy Week 7 to you guys. A lot of fun games to talk about and a lot of sides to get into. So there's a, a big menu this week to pick from. Yeah, sometimes, you know, the guests we have on the show, and like everybody's honest, right? Sometimes you look at the board and it's like, you know, there's just not a lot going on here. Like there's not a lot that I like. We, you know, we, Nick and I have that, that same thought sometimes. And that's not the case, Adam. I think this week with you, I sent us a bunch of stuff that you like, a lot of sides that you like, which is uh, awesome and, and can't wait to get into some of them. And actually you have a, a thought or a, a play on tonight's game. Okay, may, maybe it's... Trevor Lawrence and he and he looks really good game time decision but like trending toward playing Doug Peterson kind of told us that so okay Trevor Lawrence here's the Saints as like a one two point favorite at home with a total of about 40 uh, what do you like in Thursday night football uh like the Saints uh laying the number at home uh call it less than a field goal if you're getting less than the three it's a bet I think it's still good to make so we're looking at this spot Third game in 11 days for the Jags. A bit of a tricky one. Uh, the London trip, not so much an issue, but I just think three really competitive, strenuous games back to back to back. And now you're starting to see them sort of rise into the top 10 in a lot of ratings. You're starting to see cracks in it. We still don't know exactly what's going to happen with Lawrence. My guess 
He probably plays around 70%. Mobility is going to be cut down quite a bit. But the big injuries to me on the defensive side of the football, Tyson Campbell, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, you take him out of the equation. Last week, we really saw this defensive structure change for the Jags. Derek Carr goes after Pete Carmichael on the sidelines. Bunch of communication issues. They've allegedly sorted that out. I think we finally see the Saints offense look a lot better, especially within the red zone with Williams back. So give me the Saints at home here. I think it's a tough spot for the Jags. All right, so turn going with the Saints on Thursday night coming up tonight against Jacksonville. My friend, let's turn our attention to Sunday's slate. And uh, may, I don't know, maybe maybe it was you guys that kind of moved this number off a of three. But let's go to Chicago for the Raiders and the Bears, uh, where Tyson Bagent looks very likely to start for Chicago. And we await official confirmation on the Raiders starting quarterback. We know Garoppolo going to be out. It'll either be the veteran Brian Hoyer or the rookie, the Green New Deal, AOC. Uh, Vegas currently a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. What do you have here for the Raiders and the Bears? Nick, you're the media pro. Is it Bagent or is it Badgent? What's the official pronunciation we're moving I, forward with I have, I have heard, like, many people say many different things. I believe it's Bagent. I'm willing to be wrong on that, but I think it's Tyson Bagent is how to pronounce his name. We're backing Tyson Bagent then this weekend. I've been going with Badgent, but I'm okay with the switch. Let's make it happen and make it stick. I think it's a spot where the Raiders here just getting too much respect. They get the win, but it's... It's a very misleading cover in terms of how that finished late. This is a defense that just allows opponents to take everything underneath, everything short. I think if you put any quarterback under center, Badgent, Bajent, whichever one we're going with, he's going to be able to move the football a little bit. And the big thing for me, the Bears got all their secondary guys back last week. And it actually looked pretty decent against Minnesota. Maybe we forget a little bit. They played a number of games with three or four starters down in the secondary when they looked really, really bad. And so... You give me a backup quarterback, whether it's Hoyer or O'Connell, it's going to be a win game. It's a short total. You're getting points at home. I don't think you're seeing a big difference between either the backups for Las Vegas or what we're going to get from Chicago. Just give me the points with the home underdog in this one. Adam, a ton of markets. I know you've noticed this too. A ton of markets around that two and a half, three range this week. So a lot, a lot of small spreads. Quarterback news in a bunch of those games, including Washington and the Giants, where you know Nick was saying before that he was on radio in New York. Everybody kind of thinks like Jones probably not going to play, but like we'll see. So maybe Tyrod Taylor, maybe it's a hurt Daniel Jones. Regardless, Washington's been bet out to a three-point favor. Now they were about two and a half all week, and this finally went to three Giants offensive line, even more in shambles somehow than it was before. We did that in the first hour of the show. Uh, what do you like here? Commanders on the road laying three against the Giants. We'll kind of stick with just sort of the consistent handicaps here as we go. I would say of all the games I kind of sent over, now with this move, this maybe to me with this list we'll talk about is the least appealing, but I still think you're getting a little bit uh, of a good spot here with Washington, even at three. It's really, really simple. You mentioned the Giants' offensive line injuries. We saw what that's looked like all season long, but what are they going to be able to do to buy time for whoever is under center to attack this commander's secondary? We saw what Chicago did a couple weeks ago. We saw what Desmond Ritter did last week, right? These are two offenses that everybody has been talking down about, the lack of the passing game. Both exploded against this commander's secondary. If the Giants don't have time to protect their quarterback, they're not going to have time to exploit this secondary. Washington is going to stop the run. And then on the other side, I think it's a spot where Sam Howell can do enough. And so happy to sort of oppose the Giants here off of that big spot for Brian Dayball last week going back to Buffalo. I think this is just really tough with all the injuries again. So I would look to the commanders here laying the field goal at minus 105. 
You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday, talking week seven in the NFL with our friend Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle Sports. Follow Churn on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Churn, I love that you've got like like plays on all like the quarterback uncertainty games because I've had a lot of problems with these games this week, and I love that you're coming in hot with a lot of strong thoughts here, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, let's go to Indy for the Browns and the Colts, where I think we've got a little less uncertainty now. Deshaun Watson does get a, uh, a limited practice in today on Thursday for the Browns, so it looks like Watson's going to be on track to start. We know Anthony Richardson obviously out for the season for the Colts, so Gardner Minshew starts again for Indianapolis. The Browns out to a three-point road favorite with the Watson practice news on Thursday. The total is 41. What about the Browns and the Colts from Indy? I have to look to the Colts in this one. And just kind of going along the similar lines here, you get the Browns off of the huge win last week. The defense plays as well as any defense could play. They just barely sneak by. And now you have kind of the reset situation. They're traveling to Indy. The run game for Cleveland's going up against a great group of linebackers for the Colts. I think that kind of negates this matchup. And I just wonder now that this has ticked up a little bit. Very likely we see Watson on Sunday at this point. But, like, what what percentage of 100 is he going to be? I think it's certainly less with the way that this weird injury has trended for him. And maybe there's just a little bit too much respect for him coming back after missing a couple weeks that I don't necessarily buy into. I'm not the biggest Gardner Minshew fan. But in this spot, if it's Watson, I think we're getting a really good price here with Indy. And if we don't get Watson and it flips like it did a couple weeks ago on game day, well, you've you've got a better quarterback in Minshew than either of the backups that Cleveland could potentially put out there. And we saw this lingering around two and a half. So uh, I'm happy here to take Indy at three. I think this Watson stuff getting a little bit overrated for him coming back uh, at less than 100%, which I don't think is going to change this offense that much. So give me the Colts. Adam, let's do uh, Falcons Bucks next. Two teams rough performances last week, especially rough quarterback playing for both teams last week. Right? Desmond Ritter, seventy-five chances to to get in the end zone and tie that game. I had the over in that game. That was very, very upsetting. But Oof. he could not score a touchdown there and put that over the total. Uh, so they end up losing at home to the Commanders, and now they go on the road to play Tampa, who got smashed by Detroit last week. Baker Mayfield telling me after the game, like, yeah, like. I sucked like we were really bad. Yes, they were Uh, Tampa laying two and a half in honestly like a game, depending on what happens tonight, like a game that really could decide the NFC South at the end of the season. If New Orleans is going to underperform like this. So Bucks two and a half on the road. The total's been bet down a lot, looking like 37, 37 and a half. Yeah, good point there with the NFC South implications. Ken, I've got two things here. So with your comment on Ritter, obviously the turnovers were bad. There was was a really good post week write up that I follow, and those three turnovers cost the Falcons a combined 40% in win probability. It's just a massive number. They were all backbreakers. But where I'm kind of conflicted here as someone holding Falcons season-long futures and their win total over is for the first four weeks of the season, everybody was complaining because Desmond Ritter and the Falcons with Arthur Smith were not throwing enough. The last two weeks, Ritter has had 300-plus yard outputs back-to-back. And so it's like we're finally getting what we wanted, but now no one's willing to criticize Bijan Robinson and the absolute clunker that he put up. We had just an 8% rushing success rate. And so versus expectation, the Falcons still aren't throwing enough, and maybe that's a dangerous thing with Ritter. But I'm looking at it being like, okay, we're finally getting at least throwing attempts out of this team, and it's not just eight, nine guys in the box stopping the run. So I think that that's kind of a positive for Atlanta even out of that loss. But what I will say from the Bucs side, 
Like, I, I'm just happy to fade this team where they're at right now. When you're looking at a lot of aggregate rankings, they're right around 15th or 16th. It's an offense that has attempted the fewest passes on first and second downs so far through six weeks, and an offense that has been living and dying on third down. Through six weeks, they're number two in third down offensive EPA per play. That's just not something Baker Mayfield is going to sustain with this offense, and now they face a really, really good Falcons defense on the other side. So I'm getting two and a half points here with the Falcons. I'll take the points on this one. All right, Churn, we've we've done some games that maybe like aren't really that great this week. Let, let's do one that is going to be pretty awesome. And that is, well, this one's not. It might be, I guess. Uh, the, well, the Ravens and the Lions. I'm actually really excited to sit down and watch this game. Baltimore, a three-point home favorite against Detroit. Uh, what do you like here with Baltimore and Detroit? Uh, give me the Ravens minus three at home. Another one. We're just kind of continuing on with these kind of simple, straightforward handicaps. You have the Lions now off of another win. They're at the absolute peak of the market. Have seen them as high as second and things like DVOA. They're just getting a ton of respect. On the other side, you have the Baltimore Ravens who have this offense that's really starting to sort of figure things out now that they're healthy. But guys, the big thing that stands out to me is you have a ton of wind in this game. Forecasts in the in the mid to high 20-mile-per-hour range, that's going to kill any passing games. So if Jared Goff wants to go on the road for a second week against a good defense that's going to be able to generate pressure and put up just kind of outlier performances like we saw last week, these are usually spots where he struggles a ton. And now you're taking Montgomery out of the equation. You have Gibbs at less than 100%. Reynolds in the backfield for the Lions is banged up too. I just don't think the Lions are going to have a consistent run game in this spot, and I don't think Goff can repeat that performance two weeks in a row. And Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, following the Mahomes game in week one, said, we've got a problem defending mobile QBs. And you look back last year, they allowed some massive games to mobile quarterbacks. And if we've got wind and passing is down, it's going to be a big Lamar game on the ground, and he's facing a defensive scheme that just concedes a ton of yards. So I like the Ravens here at home laying three. Adam, only a couple of games left, but we only really have like 90 seconds. So maybe just like 30 seconds here on, on both, because I know you have two that you want to talk about. We finally get to a big point spread game. Seahawks laying seven and a half against the Cardinals. No Kyler in this game. It'll be Josh Dobbs. 30 seconds here, Seattle and Arizona. Uh, entire secondary is back healthy for Seattle. All week they were talking about how big of a deal that is. It's a defense that has its run front number one in the NFL per play against opposing runs. Transition week for Arizona going on the road. With the QB switch looming, I think this is a spot where the Seattle defense cleans up and we're going to see the Seahawks offense that's getting healthier have a really big game against the league worst defense on the other side in the Arizona Cardinals. So I'll lay the big number here. Give me Seattle minus seven and a half. Seattle, my favorite side of the week. And Churn, let's close on Monday Night Football where Kyle Shanahan addressing the media right now in the Bay saying Christian McCaffrey day-to-day with his oblique injury. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Niners currently like a six and a half, seven-point road favorite in Minnesota. Need this in 30 seconds or less, please. Vikings offense look completely different without Jefferson. That's a big problem. But now they have a big problem on the defensive side with Davenport, their best pass rusher, going down too. Two big pieces gone from this Vikings offense, and they're playing a 49ers team off of that ugly one in Cleveland. They nearly got by, but this is uh, their toughest opponent of the season so far next to KC. I think San Francisco pretty comfortably covers this number against Minnesota. We had a lot of games. This is a great yeah, segment with great. our pal a Adam Chernoff. Rapid ah, fire. Yeah.
So we want we want everyone. Churn's the best. You got to support Churn uh, on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. His sports betting podcast, his NFL betting podcast, is awesome. The Simple Handicap. You can find it wherever you find your podcast. Be sure to check it out and follow uh, Adam's work over at Right Angle Sports and download the Right Angle Sports app featuring insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything that happens in the NFL, including like awesome write ups on the game. Churn was kind enough to send me his one on Monday night. Nailed the handicap on CD Lamb over receiving yards. Churn, we appreciate it. Best of luck this week with the bets. We'll catch up with you next week thanks very much guys enjoy week seven on the other side connor allen stops by from betts and four for four connor's favorite props for week seven in the nfl